Hey, before we get started on today's episode, I am so excited to announce that this show is brought to you and supported by PodPage. PodPage is the best service out there for easily and quickly creating your own podcast website. In fact, if you go to podcastmeanything.com, you will see that this entire website was created using the PodPage platform. You just drop your RSS feed in there. It pre-populates all of your shows. It gives you some customability in terms of design and what you want to, you know, how you want your layout to look. It comes with some other great features, including the ability for people to leave you voicemails if you want to, you know, receive customer feedback. They also collect your ratings and reviews from Apple Podcasts. So it is a great platform, makes it super easy to get a podcast website started without coding, without a bunch of nonsense, without all sorts of other headaches. And the best thing is, is when you publish your episode to your hosting platform, your new episode just automatically appears right there on your pod page. I can't recommend it enough. I love using it. So once again, go to podpage.com. And if you use the code PMA, PMA is in podcast me anything. If you use the code PMA, you get your first month free on pod page. So once again, go to podpage.com, use the code PMA and get started with a podcast website today. Going out to Utah today for the latest event taking place in the podcasting universe. I'm very excited for you all to be checking this out. And I had the pleasure of actually recording a piece and being a part of it. We are talking to Charles Max Wood. He runs devchat.tv. That's a podcast network for software developers. He's a coach at podcastplaybook.co. And he's the creator of the Podcast Growth Summit, which is what we are talking about here tonight takes place November 16th through the 19th. Learn more at podcastgrowthsummit.co. And of course, we'll have a link to that in the show notes and on the website at podcastmeanything.com. Charles, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. Oh yeah, no problem. I've been looking forward to this all week. Excellent. So what was the impetus for you to want to create a virtual event in the podcasting space right now with you know everything going on in the world? There are a couple of things. One is, is that this may not surprise too many people, but I, I run a podcast for or a podcast network for software developers. And the first question I get is, how do I stay current? The second most common question I get is, how do I start a podcast? So I started putting it together and I've helped a bunch of people get started and they always get stuck on the growth somewhere, right? They get some initial progress. They usually get a few people that will send them some traffic and then it just stops at some point. It stalls out. And they kind of go, okay, what do I do to get growth? And yeah, I knew that I needed to connect with some other folks in the podcasting community. And I've been podcasting since 2008. And over the years, I've gotten to know a lot of people. I was involved in a group that was run by Cliff Ravenscraft back in the day. I crowdfunded podcast uh, movement. I've been to a bunch of the other events. I have a lot of friends across the community. I'm like, I'm just going to invite the people that I've been paying attention to and see what we can pull together. Because I have ideas, but you know, people like you, Matthew, who consult with people and help people, some of the other folks have either podcasts about podcasting, do other consulting, own an agency that runs podcasts, all this stuff. Typically, you're solving these problems and you've seen it work in different ways. And so... I reached out to all the people that I wanted to talk to 
And surprisingly, a whole bunch of them said yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking to John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson, talking to a whole bunch of the other podcasters out there that have shows about podcasting. I've got a couple of other big names that I don't really want to announce because I'm talking to their teams tomorrow that do the planning for them. And I don't want to prematurely say anything, but it's exciting because I've already had a Google Analytics expert, an SEO expert. We had Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies. We've had you. And it's just, it's just been exciting because it's like, hey, all, all these folks have different takes on what you can do. And so maybe it is a little bit of SEO and you can focus on that for a bit. And then you can focus on some of the community stuff and production stuff that we talked about you know, focus on the SEO or the the Google Analytics that we talked about with some of these other guests. Where do you see people struggling the most, right? Like there's a lot of different things that you can do to grow your show, but, you know, based on the conversations that you've had thus far and the people that you've decided that you're going to reach out to, to bring them on, right? Like what is it that you see podcasters struggling with the most that you think would have the biggest impact on their show success in the future? Well, it's funny because most of the people and pretty much everybody I've talked to, it's kind of come back around to this unless they have a specific expertise that leads to something else. But everybody that has and runs their own podcast, it all comes back to the same thing. And it's essentially creating a show and creating a community that drives word of mouth. And what I find that people get stuck on is initially they're like, okay, what microphone do I get? How do I set up my website? And what... Uh, directories do I need to be in? Those are all reasonably easy things to solve, right? You know, you go listen to somebody and they say, be on these three or four, you know, off you go, right? And then you start producing on a regular basis. And, you know, so your friends or coworkers start telling people about it, but eventually you kind of run out of runway that way. You know, uh, it was, it was different years and years ago when you were basically the only show in that space, right? So everybody talked about it. You went to the conference and told people about it and it was this big to do, but anymore, any space has a handful of podcasts to it. And so you've got to create the content that actually drives the conversation instead of just putting something out there and having people show up for it. And so they get into a groove with the production, but they don't know how to connect with their community and their listenership to actually bring people in and keep them coming back and then have them tell other people about it. That's not a plug and play thing, right? I mean, I feel like that's a little bit more art than, than science. Well, there, there's some of both. And what's really interesting is that the thing that I find people that are really doing the best at this, they go out and they do the same kinds of things but it's the same kinds of things to learn what their communities are looking for, right? And a lot of people want to be noticed in the same ways. But beyond that, yeah, the rest of it, I mean, if you're going after a professional community and you want to connect with them on Facebook, it might work, but you might have better luck on LinkedIn or you might have better luck on this community forum that somebody else is running. Or, you know, so you find these other communities, right? And that, that's where it really comes in is understanding your community, not so much on the level of how do I connect with people? How do I make them feel important? How do I make them want to share? How do I get their attention? But literally what's going on in the community? How do people generally come together in this community? And, and how do I make that work so that I can serve them well? And so if you're coming at it from the standpoint of, I want to 
take all these people and make them my listeners. It doesn't work so well as if you're getting into the community and understanding what they need and giving it to them. That's when you grow and it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, but you, you get what you want by giving them what they want. But you have to be where they are, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a simple, it's a simple notion is to create what people want or create what you think people need. Um, be where they are. You know, most of the clients who I've had the most success with, usually the conversation starts something to the effect of, I was looking for a podcast about X and I couldn't find it. So I went ahead and I wanted to create it. Right. It, it always seems to be the easiest thing to do is to find the void and fill it. And if you try to be the, the next so-and-so, why bother? Because already that person exists. Yeah, but the thing is, is that even in MySpace in programming, right, there in each community, there are a handful of shows out there, but they're all unique. And there's always room for another unique voice. But at the same time, a lot of us are participating in the same conversation across the community, even though we have a different approach to the community and even sometimes a different message. And that's, that's the real kicker, right? Is that we're all part of the conversation, right? So the, the conversation doesn't start and end at the start and end of an episode. We step in and we add to the conversation. We just do it through the podcast medium for the people that want to listen to it. And then we come back around and, and have that conversation over and over again. And then, yeah, you know, some of the other stuff where people see that you posted the episode to Twitter or Facebook or things like that, you know, they'll pick it up that way. But for the most part, it's going to be when they're having the conversation about that same thing with somebody else in the community, they may mention, oh yeah, there was a really terrific conversation or interview or monologue by this podcast about that same thing. And you ought to check it out because they had some interesting views on it. What are some of the ways in which existing podcasters can, I guess, adjust their strategy to get to that point, right? You've had a podcast, it's plateaued or it's fledgling or it's falling or, or whatever. Like, is it okay to just stop, pivot and find that void and fill it and reconfigure everything you're doing to, to be where your audience is? Sure. But the thing is, is that, how do I put this? Sometimes the issue is, is that you're not filling the right space. And sometimes the issue is, is that there's something else, right? You just haven't quite found your voice. So it doesn't feel natural or your, you know, there's some other thing that you need to figure out. And so what you need to do is you need to be talking to people and make sure that you're getting the right information from them right? These are the people I want to listen to me. This is the outcome I want to get them, right? And so once you kind of have those things, then you can go talk to those people. And what you're going to find is, is that the conversations you have with them are going to feel a whole lot like the podcast episodes you want to be having on your show. And, and that's where, yeah, maybe you do pivot because it's like, hey, what I'm talking, when I'm talking to these people is going completely differently from this. And it, in other cases, it may be when I'm talking to this, these people, I'm much more relaxed. And so since it's not so stiff, it feels more like what I want. And so I just need to kind of loosen up and do whatever exercises or whatever I have to do to get into the right mindset to do the show. That's fair. So it's not always just about, it sometimes is just we have to kind of take a, a reset, right? A personal reset on what we've been doing. Yep. And you need to be talking to your audience. You have to get that feedback. 
And I've gotten so many of, of all the things. That's the thing that that's really been the the biggest thing. I mean, whether it's making it easier for them to subscribe or to come in or just being everywhere, but the rest of it is, is yeah, just knowing them. I mean, I guess I, the, you know, I would always ask like, how do you connect with your audience most effectively? But my instinct on that question is it depends on what you're doing, right? If you're running, you know, you were, you run a network for developers, right? Like I would assume that GitHub would be an important place for you to be talking to your audience, which might not matter to me because most podcasters, they don't even know what that is. Yep. Well, and, you know, GitHub doesn't have great mechanisms, actually, for talking to other developers. I mean, you can open issues on projects and things like that, but, you know, you can go and look through that and then be part of the conversation. You know, you could talk to the maintainer of the project or things like that and help them explain to their users, you know, where they're coming from. And that's always an interesting play. So even if it's not a place where I can go in and I can actually, like, you know, leave commentary on something there are other ways that I can contribute to that conversation that come off of GitHub. And so I need to be paying attention to it and I need to be paying attention to what people are doing on there. Even if it's not a place where we can have this kind of constructive conversation about the topics that people care. about. Let's go back to the growth summit in general, right? We've seen a lot of virtual events. The time that we're talking, it's late October, the largest podcast conference, podcast movements taking place. That's a virtual yep. event more people are are jumping in because of everything going on in the world. What has been the biggest challenge of doing a virtual event in your mind? And, you know, maybe what's a lesson that somebody else who wants to run one of these could, could think about. So this isn't my first virtual event. I'll just put that out there. Um, Typically the thing that I find um, there are two main issues and it's funny because one of them is a problem that I see a lot of podcasters run into. And that is just getting in front of the right people right? Uh, You have the same issue with the virtual event as you do with the podcast. Uh, The other one is, is just finding the time to do all the things, right? Um, I mean, if you have staff that can help you out and then I do, right? So that helps a lot, but it, it really takes a lot. And sometimes you're just kind of figuring things out on the fly, right? So it's, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? Um, I did have the benefit. I've been going through Russell Brunson's Two Comma Club X, and they actually teach you how to run a summit there. Um, and so I, I had that as a benefit to putting this together, right? I didn't have to figure all of it out. But there are still aspects of the podcasting community that are different from like a couple of other people did it on like getting web traffic or I, I did a talk at one another summit uh, for veterans, you know, um, how to succeed after being discharged from the military. And you know, these, these conversations are all interesting, but those communities are connect, going to connect with it in different ways. And they're looking for people who have different areas of expertise. So just knowing who to connect to. And then a lot of, in a lot of cases, it really came down to, okay, do I reach out to the big names? Right. And I was talking to somebody that was putting on another summit for another group. And some of the people that I have speaking at the podcast growth summit, like John Lee Dumas, and Kate Erickson, you know, he's like, how did you get them? And I was like, I just emailed them. Right. And so sometimes it's just having the gumption to go, well, I guess they can tell me no. Right. And just going for it. And then, yeah, just pulling it all together and making sure, because I want the speakers to feel like it was well worth it for them to come. Right. And I want to make sure that the attendees all have a great experience, you know, whether they pay or not. Right. Cause we're doing a free ticket if you want the talks the day of, and then, 
an all access pass if you want them afterward, right? And we're doing some networking events and things like that. But I want people to come away going, you know, I spent $100 or $200 for an all access pass and I got $500 worth of value easily out of this, right? I want the speakers to show up and say, you know what, I got to connect with the people that I want to connect with and make the difference I want to make. You know, hopefully, you know, they make some money off of it too as they refer people and they buy all access passes, you know, and, and I want to share that with them. Um, I want to give them an op opportunity to get their message out there because a lot of folks, they don't do this just because it's a living. They do it because they really, really love podcasting. They really, really love helping people out. And so it's important to them. And so I want to make sure that I'm providing all of those things. And sometimes it's hard to know exactly how to do that so that people get the payoff they want. Yeah. I mean, it is a difficult task to logistically put together an event, track down people, record or, you know, interlock schedules. But then right at the end of the day, after you do all that to create value for the people who are coming to that summit. So for someone listening to this, who's thinking they want to grow their podcast and they could use a little bit more help and they want to check out the podcast growth summit, right? Like what, give us the good pitch here, right? What's the, what's the elevator pitch to a podcaster hearing this, who's going to go over to podcast growth summit and you want them to just immediately just sign up and check it out. Right. So for me, the thing is, is that a lot of people talk about growth as kind of this long-term thing, right? And so you let your podcast cook for a while and eventually you'll get listeners. And what I wanted was I wanted concrete things that you can do today that will start moving the needle. And so I have a big question that I've been asking all of the speakers. And that is, if you woke up tomorrow and nobody knew who you were except for the 500 podcast listeners you have, but the growth on your podcast has stalled out what would you do over the next 30, 60, and 90 days to grow your podcast? And we got all kinds of advice from how to figure out where you're at, right? Where your traffic's coming from, uh, where you're starting from, all the way down to how to engage your audience, how to use specific other tools to rank for SEO, for how to create kind of binge-worthy content. I mean, how to be everywhere, just, just some terrific, terrific ideas. I know that we're probably going to have some other talks where we're going to get more into social media, uh, how to build systems to free up your time so that you can do more of the connecting and building things that you need to do as the podcast host. And, and that's what it boils down to. But it's all aimed at, yes, these are the things you should be doing over the long term, but these are some actionable things you can do right now to move the needle, to figure out where you're at, and then to know how to move ahead. If you would like to learn from all of these experts, including yours truly, uh, as well as some much, much bigger names in the space and get some great insight and get a great deal and, and some great value, uh, once again, we encourage you to check out podcastgrowthsummit.co. There will be a link in the show notes as well as on the website to go over there and sign up. We've been chatting with Charles Maxwood. He runs devchat.tv. That's a podcast network for software developers. He's a coach at podcastplaybook.co. He's the creator of the Podcast Growth Summit, and he's someone who's been in the space for a while, so you might want to pay attention. Charles, thank you so much for taking the time. It has been a pleasure. Thank you, Matthew. This has been fun. Thank you.